to this episode of the NCEA Rise podcast. NCEA Rise is our family of religion and community assessments, assisting schools and parishes in the advancement of Catholic identity and mission. I'm your host, John Galvan, and I serve as Vice President of Assessments for NCEA. Today, our guest is Denise Mulcahy, Director of Teaching and Learning for the Diocese of Des Moines. Welcome, Denise. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. Of course. You and I have been in a lot of conversation lately. Uh, it began we with have. a consult <laughs> it began with a consultation around, hey, I keep hearing about this NCA rise and all these new things happening with assessments. And um and then I think a friendship started. And so thank you again for taking the time to join us. Yes, I'm I'm excited to be here. Wonderful. Well, let's just jump right in. Tell us a little bit about your work, your current position, and a little bit about the Diocese of Des Moines. Um, well, I, as you said, my title is the Director of Teaching and Learning. I taught for 13 years in a Catholic school. I was a principal for eight years in a Catholic school. And at that point, I thought I needed a little bit of change. And so I actually worked for the Iowa Department of Education for three years, um, which I loved and I don't regret a second of because I learned so much. But when this position came open, this opportunity, I always tell people I knew I had to come home because Catholic education is where I belonged. Um, so I serve as the Director of Teaching and Learning. I have been here for, this is my 12th, 12th year um, in the diocese. Our diocese covers the southwest corner of the state of Iowa, about 23 counties, um, about 130,000 Catholics is what they um, they have on our website. Um, we only have 16 schools in our diocese, so relatively we're relatively small diocese, even compared to a couple of the others in the state of Iowa. Um, most of our schools also are located in the Des Moines metro area. So of our 16, 12 of them are within our metro area. And the other four are, rural, we call them rural schools. Uh, we have three in small uh, rural uh, communities, and then Council Bluff St. Albert's is our um, 16th school. What got my attention, and, and part of why I, I invited you on is I learned as a former superintendent, a high school administrator, and a teacher, capacity is a scarce commodity in Catholic education, whether it's, you know, whether it's financial capacity, human, you know, capacity and resource. Um, but what struck me is this, with such a small diocese, 16 schools, as you said, you've done a great job in your position of building capacity across schools. And maybe if you can talk about that a little bit, how do you build capacity in a small diocese and how can the diocesan office assist? Well, I'd have to say to start out, I'm not sure that we've always, that's always been a focus. Um, I have, my, recently my position has shifted just a little bit and I have more of a focus in mission ministry and faith. And so within the teaching and learning as well as um, these other things, but we are engaged right now in a diocesan strategic visioning process. And one thing that we wanted to make sure was that our schools were actively involved in that process. And in order to be you know, active participants, we needed to understand what our data said. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I don't think, I think that's where the our conversation, the conversation you and I started having even began was because we were trying to look at is 
you know, what we're doing in terms of assessing the faith dimension of our schools, is that giving us what we needed? And, and so trying to learn even more about Acre and that kind of thing. Um, one of the things I did this past school year and through the summer was I spent a lot of time working with our administrators and school leaders about the Acre assessment. Um, I think what I've learned is that while we had all this data, a lot of times it sat on the shelf and we didn't, they didn't know what to do with it. I, you know, take an interest in this. I love this kind of thing. So I have always spent a lot of time looking at the acre data, not just when I was a principal, but in this position. But I also need people on the ground who understand it and are doing things with it. But I knew from my conversations that maybe they could understand the data. They knew what the data was saying, but they didn't know what to do with it. And so that's where I think that whole idea of building capacity comes from. So one of the things that I did was I uh, created workshops and we looked at, okay, first of all, what does the acre data tell us? What are these domains? What are these pillars? What does all of this stuff mean? And this kind of thing. And then actually looking at the numbers, because it's a lot of numbers if you look at it, because you've got the row for Catholic students, the row for returning students, the row for non-Catholic students, the row for all students. What are we even looking at? And why are we, you know, looking? And so it was very, for some, it was very confusing. And so we had to step back and help them to understand what that data meant. So, and I think even before that, I posed the question to them, are you spending as much time with your faith data as you're spending with your reading and math data? Because we need to be talking about this. This is why we exist. We exist as Catholic schools to perpetuate the faith. And, you know, the reading and math, yes, and we're all known for high quality reading and math instruction, but are we also helping them with their and understanding what our faith data means? So that was, I think, the first thing that we did was put some workshops together to really start thinking about what is this acre data and what does it mean? How, how are those workshops um, structured, Denise? Just if I, if I may ask. Yeah. Um, well, what I did was I had gone through all of the school's data. Um, I went through everybody's acre tests and I had ideas of what, you know, we were looking at. And so I used one school's data, um, cleared it, of course, with the administrator. And I just put it up on the screen and we started talking about what does this mean? And look at, you know, walking through each piece, like I would do it, sort of a a think aloud with them. As I'm looking at this, I see this. It makes me wonder this. And we also used the booklets because most of our schools had gone to online using Mm -hmm. the acre assessment online, but they had all the booklets left. So I brought in booklets, I handed them out, we opened them up. And I think that was the biggest aha because we had one school, for instance, and I know I shared this story with you, but they had been working really hard with the stories of Moses and Noah and talking about promises, the promises that God makes to us, promises and all of this. But then when they got their acre scores back, a lot of the students missed that question. 
And so the question was, why did they miss it? We've spent so much time talking about this, but to be able to do the item analysis and to see that the word covenant is the question, not the word promise. And so then that was, aha. So then the teachers in the group started talking about, we need to make sure that we're teaching, not, not teaching the test, but we know what's in the test. So we're using the right vocabulary. So we pulled out the acre vocabulary list, which I had, and we started talking about where are we teaching these vocabulary words and those kinds mm-hmm. of things. So those are some of the things that we did in that that's workshop. Really, that's very practical, you know, because I think that most Catholic educators I know are not psychometricians. They're not statisticians necessarily. And data can really uh, scare people off, right? And let, let's face it, you know, we talk about capacity. Our Catholic school principals you know, very often lack capacity. If we're talking about parochial schools, which are the majority of our schools in the country, you know, very often you have a principal, a front office person, and a full-time teacher who's serving as vice principal. So at the diocesan level, to bring them together and kind of walk them through collectively, and I love that collaborative uh, I love that collaborative forum that you bring everybody together. Hey, we're not here in competition with one another. Like you said, we exist because of our mission. And if we don't get that right, the rest of it may very well unravel. Uh, that's important. You know, it's, it's it, when I, I'd also want to underscore the importance of what you're doing, Denise, because very often when you approach schools and you say, I'm from the diocese, it's like saying, I'm from the IRS and I'm here to help you. Um, so obviously you've built right, a culture exactly. of, you've built a culture of trust, which I think is, is imperative. Um, so thank you for that. Um, in terms of, you know, other acre tips, uh, tips or best practices, um, what else have you have you done with regard to your religious assessments that our listeners might be able to benefit from? I think the first thing when I think about that is as the leader to know and understand the assessment. Um, it's it's easy for me to look at the acre data and understand what it says and that kind of thing. But I had to spend a lot of time with it to understand and be able to do that. So I think that was first because I have people now will call me and say, can you look at my acre data? I see this. Is this exactly what this means? And I know exactly what they're talking about and can go to that. Um, I think also to be able to help them analyze that data, like I said, to be able to go back and look at the book and to talk through the vocabulary, to lay out a process with them for how do we make this. And one of the things that we found is that a lot of times our teachers thought, well, the fifth grade teachers give it, the eighth grade teachers give it. I teach third grade. I don't have to worry about it. But to help all teachers understand that, no, this is about you as well. So let's look at the vocabulary. Let's look at the people. Who's teaching what? And so to create that scope and sequence so everyone is on that same page was also really valuable and continues to be. That's something that we continue to work on in this diocese. Um, another thing that I did for our um, our leaders was, as I said, I had gone through everyone's acre assessments and I kind of had some ideas of where they were low, where schools were struggling and those kinds of things. And so I had created just a list of ideas and action steps. So for instance, if um, 
we, we might be low in the area of liturgy, then one of the ideas that I posed was to have uh, father or the deacon um, do some kind of teaching during mass. And so maybe we're going to talk about um, the entrance. Maybe we're going to talk about the procession and what that means and why we do that and that kind of thing one week. And then a couple weeks later, we might talk about the liturgy of the word. But to be able to build some of that understanding, not only for our students, but also for our faculty, because we have a number of faculty who are not Catholic. And so they're not exactly sure why we're doing what we're doing. They might not be teaching religion, but they still don't understand exactly what's going on. And so being able to do that. So I had created a list of other ideas that you might use that might become Mm. your action steps. Um, Because one of the things that we require for our schools is to create their school improvement plan. And faith is one of the aspects of that school improvement plan. And so based on your acre data and your surveys, then what, what, what are we looking for? What should we be practicing? What should we be trying to improve on? And so I think those kinds of things, but above all of that, faith has to be the priority. Um, Like I said, my role has shifted to bring that up front. And I think the fact that at our our monthly administrator meetings, an hour and a half of that time is spent in mission and ministry and talking about the faith, that I am in buildings all the time and I'm talking about that. I'm leading retreats. They see me in that role, but then it's become more, it's more in the forefront for our leaders and our teachers. And so I think that has to happen in order for this to be important. Well, you just, you just said a lot there, my friend, and I want to, I want to, I want to capture some of that and and distill it a little bit. You talked about um, that mission is everybody's responsibility. Everybody needs to own that. Mm -hmm. And while the acre is administered at the fifth, eighth and 12th grade levels to our, to our mind's eye and the way we see it is this is a cumulative and formative instrument. It's not the ACT of religious education, but it's intended to inform programmatic development. And you were you use the words action right. steps. And that's I think what is what is sorely missing in many locations is it's the here's what, so what. We're not tackling the now what in terms of something that's actionable. And like you said, uh, this is not just the weight of our religion teachers at the fifth, eighth, and twelfth grade levels to carry. Right. What the data is intended to do is to scaffold backwards and inform the entire elementary school religion program, junior high school, or parish catechetical religious program, high school, all of that. Because um, frankly, if you were to asset, do a religious assessment for every grade level every year, I don't know many Catholic schools that could withstand that kind of a budget impact. Um, but you also touched on something else that's very important, Denise. And you and I spoke, talked about this. There's no no assessment as a silver bullet to get your arms entirely around Catholic identity and mission. What are the other data points? And that's something you touched on. And I, I, I love that, that your acre will inform all the other things that you're doing by way of building Catholic identity and mission on campus, your your prayer schedules, your liturgy schedules, Um student engagement and forming retreats, getting student feedback, all of that. So um, I thank you for that. We did do one of the other things that we did um, was we created a survey and we knew that we had the 
affective data at the end of the acre, but we wanted some more specific data. So we created surveys that were very short for parents, students from third grade up, and our teachers. And they those surveys dealt with mission and ministry and your experiences, your faith experiences, um, your parish experiences and those kinds of things. And so we were also able to use that as another touch point in creating our action steps and our action plans. But because you're right, I mean, it can't be, it just can't be the acre data. We have to know what else is going on out there and what are the feelings. And we learned a lot about what our parents you know, would need what, because our question to them was, how can we help you be those first educators of the faith? Right. And so we learned a lot from asking a question like that to them. That's great. And one final question for you, this, this, the time's going quickly, you know, among friends, of course, uh, you mentioned something about the feelings, you know, and, and when you look at the second part of the acre and the information for growth, the IFG for adults, which is really the, the religion teacher catechist comp- uh, uh, companion to the acre. Uh, looking at the part two of the acre, the affective dimension, mm-hmm. uh, do you give equal attention to that? I mean, the first part, you know, is really an assessment of cognitive understanding of doctrine, the faith, the tenets of our faith. The second part is the perceptions, the beliefs, the opinions, the practices of our students with regard to the faith. Um, How do you look at that data? That section actually was caused a lot of questions and I mean, a lot of good questions and a lot of good conversation. Um, When I was an administrator, one of the ways that I used it especially was with our counselor and had our counselor take a look at that data. What is it telling you? This is just another, you know, another data point, as we've said before, of where our students are and things like that. But I think for our administrators, many of them, first of all, kind of knew that it was there, but hadn't really paid a whole lot of attention to it being there. Um, And so it was a great talking point to be able to step back and then for them to, to, to may ask questions. Well, that's, I didn't realize that. I wonder why they think that and those kinds of things. So I think it set them up for conversations when they brought everybody back in August. And then, you know, these are the things we want to look for with our students. What are we hearing? Are we hearing certain things and that kind of thing? So we do, we do use it. I don't know that we had that. My focus wasn't as much on that this year as it was on the faith knowledge part, just getting them into it, but exposing them to it was, it was a lot of great conversation. That's wonderful. I I learned uh, after 15 years of teaching high school religious studies our kids are basically needy of two things. They want to be loved and they want to be understood. And I found that the part two of the acre, you know, kind of was our glimpse under their tent of where they live and how they're really thinking and feeling about things. Um, And so with that, Denise, I'm going to give you the last word. We're almost at 20 minutes here. Um, You've got, you've got the world, you've got, you've got the world's ear, my friend. (laughs) You've got the last word. What would you like your parting words to be? 
I, I just, I, first of all, I am incredibly grateful. I grew up in Catholic schools and I am grateful to my folks and to all of those people who made sacrifices so that I could actually be here and sitting here today. But second of all, thank you to all those people who do do this work because, you know, it's, I, I know how hard, how hard the job is and I am so appreciative of everything that people do. So continue to keep making this the priority. And if you make this the priority at all, the rest of it works. The, re- the rest of it works. Well, we want to thank you, Denise Mulcahy. I can tell you this, the church is in much better shape because you're a part of it. So thank you and continue well, blessings you. for, for your kind. ministry and um, consider me a friend. And I hope I can do likewise. That's right. I, I, I have enjoyed the time that we've gotten to visit and to talk together. So thank you. Wonderful. Thank you again, Denise. And thank you for listening to this episode of the NCA Rise podcast. NCA Rise is our family of religion and community assessments, assisting schools and parishes in the advancement of Catholic identity and mission. God bless you all for all you do for all those you serve. 